Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Sports Today. (laughs) All right, welcome back for our number two. Of Fantasy Sports Today, the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Joe Galina, George Kurtz. You can find me on Twitter at Joe Galina, G-A-L-L-I-N-A. Find George Kurtz on Twitter at George Kurtz, K-U-R-T-Z. Sean Angle doing a great job producing our show, as always, the Fantasy Prince in the house. And uh, having a lot of fun today, uh, breaking down uh, the action in Major League Baseball uh, for the Saturday slate, but discussing uh, uh, player news, uh, waiver wire ads all at the same time. Just kind of intertwining box scores, player news, and and any uh, uh, action that you have uh, uh, on the waiver wire, some players that you uh, should uh, know about. And uh, so, Georgia, are you going to be active on the waiver wire this week? Keeping you know, one of my le- go ahead. I'm sorry. In one of my leagues, though, we already ran the wave. They run the waiver wire on wire. Yeah, yeah. They run the waiver <laughs> wire on thir- on Thursdays. Uh, that's the league with uh, Derek Van Riper is the uh, commissioner, and and uh, I think his theory was, you know, we all play in leagues where it's always on Sunday nights. He wanted to be different and do it on do it on Thursdays, uh, which always throws me off. By the way, I play in another league, a home league, uh, where mm-hmm. they they run it every day, and I like I like that much better. Run it every damn day, you know. This mm-hmm. way. Uh, it always bothers me, Joe. That uh, you know, on Monday you, you'll have a feeling about a player. Like maybe you were uh, maybe Chavis. I think the perfect example was Michael Chavis on Boston. You know, last yeah. Monday you might have been like, you know what? I want I want to grab Chavis. I'm feeling good about him, and it might have cost you three, four bucks. But hey. Waivers doesn't run till Sunday, and now everybody and their mother's going to be running to go get Michael Chavis right, because he has right, right. 19 home runs and had 40 RBIs this week, and he's leading the Red mm-hmm. Sox revival. So now instead mm-hmm. of three, four bucks that I might have cost you for Chavis on Monday, it's going to cost you 30, 40, 50. You know, mm-hmm. and it will, by the way. That's a, his, his price is going to go through the roof tonight as far as uh, getting him. That's why I hate one-day-a-week waivers. So anyway, what I was saying is uh, on Thursday – you know, I in, in that league I was heavy on the waiver wire board. I, I think I claimed six players, and I took a nice donut, zero for six. So wow. uh, really not happy right now to lose. A, listen, it's an eighteen team league. Most of those players are garbage anyway. But let you know, mm-hmm. you know, when someone decent comes on the waiver wire in that league, everybody in right. their mother runs towards the waiver wire. And it's a one day a week right. thing. So you're playing the game. How much do I bid? And uh, I lost. I lost. Mm-hmm. And I, I actually, I don't think it was all that close on all the, on any of them, other than maybe you know four dollars to a two dollar bid, something like that. But uh, yeah, mm-hmm. that was. Uh, I'm already. I'm pissed. I should, I, I should go to Burger King and get a pissed meal. <laughs> there you go. There you go. So in an 18-team league, yeah, I mean, uh, wave wire has got to be real thin, and you're taking uh, lots of uh, you know dart throws, basically, right? T- taking a chance of some players hoping to catch fire. Of course. You know, in 12-team t- mm-hmm. leagues, it's not much on the wave wire board. In an 18-team league, like I said, someone just comes up. Oh, this player's starting now. Okay, let's go out and grab him. You know, Sean, mm-hmm. Kelly, was, Sean Kelly was big this week because uh, they removed Leclerc out of the, out of the closing role for, for uh, Texas. So uh, Sean, Sean Kelly was big, and I lost out on him. Once mm-hmm. again, I, do, I didn't want to bid high on someone like Kelly because I don't think he's going to have the job long term. But I, mm-hmm. I do need a closer in that league. Actually, I probably could use two closers in that league. Uh, that's the league where... It's another column I wrote about this week that uh, I'm going to have to make a, a decision, Joe. Uh, eventually, not yet, but eventually I'm probably going to have to make a strategical decision. I never go into a draft thinking I'm going to punt the category. And generally when we say punting categories, the two categories that come up the most often would be steals and, uh, and saves. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. Maybe I should punt this category. I never go into a draft thinking that. Never. It might happen during a draft because I couldn't get anybody, but generally I always end up with uh, one. Well, in this 18-team mm-hmm. league, I only have one closer. Uh, and I assumed 
then I would be able to play the waiver wire and get at least one or two during the uh, season. So far, that hasn't worked out for me. I keep losing on these bids, as I just mm-hmm. mentioned. And I, oh, I still only have one closer. Obviously, in that category, I think I'm third to last. So I only have mm-hmm. three points. Eventually, I'm going to have to make a decision. Do I punt the category? And by that, I mean, do I trade that one closer I have? You know, I, if I trade that one closer, yes, I will lose two points. I'll go from three to one. You know, I will finish mm-hmm. last. But can I, by trading, you know, if I trade the, uh, that closer to Joe Galina, Joe Galina gives me uh, a better second baseman than I have, a better whatever, a better player in another position, another starting pitcher, can I make up the points that way? If I'm right. not going to be able to get any more closes, I'm not going to be able to gain any more points and saves, then maybe I do have to punt that category and get that player. You know, Joe, Joe is, you know, he's got 10 points. He can get, he, whatever you can get in saves. He, Joe can get six more in saves. So he wants the closer. He's willing to give me a good player. You know, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe it's a stolen base guy. Maybe it's a power guy. Maybe it's a pitcher. Whatever I need. Can I make up the points that way? You got to play the math game. You know, I know we, I promised there'd be no math here, but that's the, what we have to play sometimes. So I might end up punting anyway. Because right. uh, it's just not working out for me. I'm not doing it yet. It's May 5th. But I have a funny feeling by Memorial Day, you know, that's usually a checkpoint for me the first holiday. If I'm unable to get another closer and I don't start building up some points in that save category, that's a decision I'm going to have to make where I'm going to have to move that one closer I have for a better player in another position. Right. And uh, it just seems like a good uh, strategy at your point where – you know, eventually, if you do follow through on this, you, you're trading away uh, a pitcher that basically helps you, in, basically in one category. And if you get a player back, a position player that could help you in more than one category, uh, you know, it, it's probably a good strategy for you. But uh, it's it, do you, it, in the leagues that you're in, does it seem that uh, the heavier fab bids go for whenever? Whenever there's a new closer or whenever there's somebody that's called up that could steal some bases, <laughs> those are the two key. Cause you, you talked about them being the two uh, categories that, that fantasy players might punt the most. But at the same time, do you feel that they're very uh, – those players uh, you know, are, are really highly sought after on the waiver wire as well? Well, I mean, you, you never see a stolen base guy get called up. You know, that, that's right. just not going to happen in today's game. Uh we don't run as much. And by we, I mean Major League right. Ball players. They they just don't run as much. The stats are out there. They'll tell you that easily. Yeah, it's it's the old money ball. The teams don't like giving up those outs and going. You know, gaining ninety feet is not a big deal. You're all playing for the home run anyway. You know, the mm-hmm. stone bases aren't that big uh, a part of today's Major League Baseball. They're just not. So uh, you're not going to see that get called up. You will see, obviously, uh, not so much closes get called up, but you know, we we know the deal. You know, 30 closes in baseball, half will lose their job by the All-Star break for whatever reason. You know, the clerk who, uh, like, we all say, oh, my God, he got the uh, the, you know, the four-year contract. You know, they overpaid him. Well, apparently not. Or, uh, you know, he's, he's pitching like crap. You know, he got replaced already. They do say he'll come back, right? That he's just, mm-hmm. he, he got temporarily replaced, you know, mm-hmm. and that uh, eventually he'll get the job back. And they probably will because they just signed the four-year contract. They're going to want him to figure things out. But uh, it's Sean Kelly's job for now. I don't think it's long-term. I think when you're talking about fab bids, sure, you want to bid on them, but you want to keep it in single digits. I mean, like I said, you may be getting Sean Kelly for a week, two weeks, and then it goes back to Kirk or goes to somebody else. You never know what right. the way the, these things are going to go. Plus, Texas, not really all that great a team. Sean Kelly could be on the move by the, uh, the trade deadline if another team wants a middle reliever. You know, that wouldn't shock me either. Right. right. Good point. Good point. All right, let's take a look at the uh, Braves-Marlins uh, game. Uh, Braves beat the Marlins nine to two. Braves now seventeen and sixteen. Marlins nine and twenty-three. Ozzy Albie's uh, two for six. Believe uh, he hit a grand slam home run. Five runs batted in for Ozzy Albie's. Uh, Josh Donaldson took an zero for six, but just happy. Uh, you know, I'm very happy just to see that he's still in the lineup. I, I don't know any shares of him, uh, but uh, I, I thought we were on our way to seeing him uh, hit the IL. There was, I think there were some stories about him having some uh, issues with his calf again, and you know he's had a terrible injury history the past couple of seasons but uh, Ronald Acuna four for four day now batting 294 uh, Brian McCann 
Uh, nice ad, I believe, in my in my opinion, in a two catcher league, uh, playing at home, uh, coming off the IL, two for four yesterday, three runs batted in, uh, now batting three twenty. Don't think he's going to be batting over three hundred for the rest of the season. But you know, he's in and out of the lineup. But uh, and it, I just think that this year he's not going to kill you the way he has in the past years uh, with that batting average. I think he's just happy to be home. But uh, uh, we got uh, Mike Soroka, seven innings pitched, zero earned runs given up, six strikeouts, 1.14 ERA, 1.01 whip. Uh, George, what do you do, well, if you want to even comment on the Brian McCann thing that I mentioned, but what do you do with the, the Braves starting pitching? I mean, uh, it's just basically the shuffling of people up and down from AAA. I mentioned uh, Soroka uh, giving up a runner less than four starts. Injuries have been a problem for him in the past. Hopefully that's behind him. Max Fried, five starts, 2.43 ERA. Kyle Wright looks like he's going to be staying down in the minors for a while, slumping down there. Tehran, uh, 5.35 ERA. Gaussman, almost a five ERA. Uh, it's very tough to manage, in, you know, this Braves uh, starting pitch these after. Every time I, I invest in one, then... They just basically, you know, tank for me. Well, the Braves are running their starting pitching staff uh, like I run my uh, in fantasy league. What they're yeah. doing is they're they're trying to figure it out. You know, they, if you didn't draft, you know, a whole bunch of great starters in your fantasy league, you, know, you churn. You keep churning until you find out, until you find something you like. It's really what they're mm-hmm. doing. You know, and uh, I don't think that's a bad thing, by the way. It's bad for fantasy owners because you're trying to figure things out here. But it's not mm-hmm. bad for the Braves. I think it's working out for them because they're going to keep trying combinations until they figure something out they like, uh, what they what they can live with. And sort of think about the hockey teams and how the coaches always change uh, lines. You know, they change players online so they find the combinations that work. I think right. seeing the Braves do the same thing here. You know, they just keep churning it. All right, this is not working. Let's go with these guys. You know, we'll call this guy. I'll get rid of him. Uh Listen, I think Fulte, Tehran, and Gaussman are you're certainly in there. You don't have to worry about them. Tehran, you got to worry about his production. I think you know, he's very good. Fulte, is, this is really you know first couple of starts for him for the regular season. So uh, mm-hmm. it's gonna, it might take him a little while to get into it. But I think these guys are safe. Uh, I think right now this is your rotation, by the way. Free and Soroka, I think, is their five best. They keep uh, calling up and, and down uh, to, Tuki Toswant. You know, but I don't think he's going to be a main threat. But I think he's next in line if there's an injury. Or if they right. ever decide with Tehran, you know, hey, we'll move on from Tehran. That sort of thing here. Then I think Tukey is next in line. But we've seen him be up and down. And you mentioned Kyle Wright not playing or uh, not pitching all that well right now. Uh, mm-hmm. Bottom line is this. You know, Bryce Wilson's in this mix as well. This, this organization is loaded with young prospects. Loaded. So they can keep playing this game until they find the combo they like. But I do think right now... I think this is their what they're going to go with. What they're going to roll with outside of injury is Fulte, Tehran, Gaussman, Freed, and Soroka. Uh, and uh, listen, you might want to acquire Fulte on a cheap right now. I think his mm-hmm. owners might be a little uh, uh, might be a little annoyed. You know, maybe they're going to the Burger King getting the pissed meal, uh, so they might be a little annoyed there because uh, Fulte, right. you know, oh, he's, he was out. I had to wait for for him a month to come back, and then when he does, he hasn't pitched all that great. You know, mm-hmm. I, I think once again, you might want to buy low here because I do believe in Fulte as the season moves on here. Tehran is someone I want to get rid of. You know, I, if anybody mm-hmm. would offer me something for him, I would trade him. Gaussman is somewhere in the middle. Yeah, I don't think he's all that great, but he's not bad either. He's a, a bottom of your uh, a bottom of your fantasy rotation. You know, that sort mm-hmm. of thing. Uh, I know Scott Engel would get mad at saying uh, rotation. He plays at staff in fantasy leagues. You know, whatever. <laughs> all right. Uh, and Max Free and Soroka, I think, are the two of the, t- uh, the two best of their youngsters. You know, I think Soroka is just all about staying healthy. I think he is that good. I uh, just had to stay right. healthy last year. Couldn't do it this year. Suffered a little bit as well. So I think that this is their best five right now, assuming no injury or obviously a trade. Right, right, right. Uh, for the Marlins side, uh, Zach Gallen is a guy uh, people are starting to talk about. And he's a guy that, you know, if you have uh, some room on your bench and don't have to drop anybody too valuable uh one of the uh, top pitching prospects right now is the way he's pitching for the marlins zach gallon in uh the triple a pcl league uh, new orleans outfit that uh, uh you know for the marlins four and oh 1.12 era 0.545 whip and uh, what's even more impressive is he has almost 11 strikeouts per nine, but just a little over one uh, walk per nine. 
So, uh, yeah, that, that's in 40 innings pitched so far this year. Uh, and uh, he's, I think he's got plenty of life left to him because he pitched 133 innings last season. So I don't think there's going to be uh, too many limitations put on him. But uh, very impressive what's been going on with Zach Gallen. And uh, no immediate uh, plan on, on getting him up here. But you never know. Just You could wake up one day and just, you could just read the news and see, hey, the Marlins just called up Zach Gallen. So uh, he's starting to trend as you know one of the, uh, the most added players uh, but you can still probably pick them up uh, off your waiver wire on the cheap right now. Sure, you can get it for a dollar if you want. Uh, um, I wouldn't be running out to get, would be running out to get him, mind you. But uh, you could. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I don't see why. Uh, I don't see why you'd want to get him. I, I don't know if he does get called up once again. You know what? Because my a... pitching sucks. <laughs> so I'm looking uh, for. Uh, you know, <laughs> just looking for a, a lot of us have, in a bottle. Yeah. A lot of us have that issue. The problem with the Marlins is going to be this. There's no reason for them to call up anybody. They're not playing for anything this year or next year, maybe the mm-hmm. year after that. And I did it. Derek Jeter's already all, he's all pissed at the organization. They're not doing what they want them to do. Uh, someone put it on Twitter, well, maybe you don't want to trade all your great players. I might mm-hmm. add to that and say, maybe you don't want to trade all your great players and not get anything back for them. You know, I think mm-hmm. that's the, the biggest issue there where they really just haven't gotten anything. Uh, as for the, uh, the Marlins, you know, uh, I mean, they do have some good younger players uh, as far as in minor league uh, players. You know, uh, Victor Victor Mesa could be something. Sixto Sanchez could be something. These are guys, mm-hmm. once again, they could be. But they're not, you know, and, and, uh, only time will tell here. But they're not going to be calling up these guys until they know, right, until they feel they, uh, there's something worthwhile there. I'm looking at their, uh, you know, top ten prospect list now. You know, Zach Gallon's mm-hmm. not even on it. Yeah, you know, as far as that's mm-hmm. concerned, uh, their top uh, pitching prospect is Sixto Sanchez and Edward Cabrera. Uh, some people like Braxton Garrett, Will Stewart, Jordan Holloway, and of course Sandy Al- Alcantara, who's with the team right now. But the mm-hmm. bottom line is, there's nobody in there. You know, even if you, let's say even Zach Gallon gets called up and you like him, well, he at best he's a three category guy because you're not going to get wins and you obviously you're not going to get saves. So you mm-hmm. hopefully there's uh, the ratios, which how much damage can he do to ratios and strikeouts. So that's really what you're looking for are strikeouts. He, uh, Zach Gallon, by the way, for those who don't know him, he was, uh, he was traded along, along with Alcantara in the Ozuna trade. So the guy from the Cardinals organization. Um, like I said, he's, he's okay. You know, I could see him being a, ba- a back-end starter on the, uh, on, uh, the Marlins rotation. But once again, mm-hmm. not a top guy where he's like, oh, my God, can't wait to get Zach Gallon in the lineup. No, he's not that player. Mm. Yeah, all right. Uh you know, I mean, with the way I mean, we when we get to talking about the the Indians, uh, you know, Corey Kluber hitting the, the IL. So you're right. There's a lot of fantasy players like me that need some help in the uh, pitching category. Uh, so, hey, uh, Orioles beat the the Rays three nothing. Really, nothing much to report here. What do you think about uh, Nate Lowe, the first baseman that the uh, the Rays called up this week? We can talk about that uh, when we come back. But, uh, <laughs> interesting, <how> many- <laughs> interesting song, Sean decides to play there. <laughs> power, power, <laughs> power hitting uh, first baseman that they called up this week. Good batting average in minor leagues. We'll get George Kurtz's take when we come back. You're listening to Fantasy Sports Today on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. <laughs> From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. All right, welcome back. Fantasy, <laughs> more cowbell, baby. Fantasy Sports Today on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Uh, Joe Galina, George Kurtz, uh, the Fantasy Prince, Sean Angle, little Blue Oyster Cult, and uh, the Don't Fear the Reaper. Little uh, Muzak sample of that, and yeah, it always brings you back to that SNL skit with <laughs> Will Ferrell, and yeah, you know, and uh, needing more cowbell. 
And uh, SNL, uh, big, big uh, news on SNL last night where Adam Sandler, I, I guess it's big news, came back to host after uh, uh, back in 95, uh, left the show. Uh, I didn't realize this, but I'd have to double check it because in his opening monologue, I actually DVR'd it because I, I wanted to see how he would you know, be if he would like portray some of his older, more famous characters from back in the day. But uh, he would played a little acoustic guitar and uh, uh, and he claims that he was fired from SNL. So I I thought that these guys just basically, you know, once they became too big for the show and had opportunities to pursue a movie career kind of left on their own. But I have to double check to see if that was true what he what he sang about that he was uh, <laughs> was fired. But uh and then I also just before I you know kind of fell asleep to watching the very end of it George and he did a little uh uh, actually, a fairly long song. It's like two or three minutes uh, about uh, Chris Farley, and then you know a lot of clips from Chris Chris Farley because they were on the show together. To me, Chris Farley is like one of the funniest comedians, you know, over the past you know twenty thirty years. It's just the physical comedy, just uh, just just love watching stuff. Uh, old clips of Chris Farley. Well, thank you for that Saturday Night Live recap there, and. Uh... Woohoo! Uh, I, I I don't think I've watched Saturday Night Live since the '80s. Uh, I'd lost interest in that a long time ago. Uh, as far as uh, every now, and then I might see a, every now and then a, a skit, but uh, yeah. I haven't watched it. And it's, it's it's been a few decades since I've cared about that show. Right, right, okay. You've heard of Will Ferrell, right? Yeah, I'm not I'm not a big fan. Uh, I I don't think really? I've seen any of his movies. Yeah, it's, I don't wow. like. I, I, it just doesn't. I don't. When I said I. I am fairly certain I haven't seen any of his movies. I can't think of one mm -hmm. I've seen. I'm not a big Adam Sandler fan either. Granted, there's been a, a couple yeah, of movies I have seen. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan seen. of his either. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I do like, like that him. one skit with Bob Barker. Yeah, that skit with Bob Barker I thought was funny that you can find online about in the hospital mm -hmm. room with him, the, their fake fight. I thought that was funny. I, I think I saw mm -hmm. Happy Gilmore. You know, that was, once right. again, intriguing. But that, that's about it. Just uh, mm -hmm. not, not my kind of... Uh, I don't know. I just don't find that all that, all that funny. Do you have a favorite comedic uh, actor or actress? Like, you know, the, do you like comedies or are you more into? The, you say you're into Star Wars. You're obviously into sports and stuff. But do you like comedies at all? Or I don't think anything's all that funny nowadays. I think it's all sort mm -hmm. of forced. Where uh, I don't think anything's drop dead funny anymore. I don't, mm -hmm. including on the talk uh, TV show uh, shows on TV. I think uh, mm -hmm. things are one thing. Everybody has to be too politically correct now. We can't offend anybody. That it's comedy. I mean, you should be offending, should mm -hmm. be offending everybody. So uh, right. I, I know. I know there's any uh, top comedic actor or actress. Mm. Mm -hmm. And nowadays, I mean, sure, back in the day, absolutely. But but now, no, no one mm -hmm. really comes to mind. No, I love Will Ferrell, and even just uh, that whole thing a couple of years ago where he uh, did he like uh, play for almost every team in spring training. That was like two or three years ago. Do you remember that? Yeah, that, that's that? dumb. <laughs> okay. I, I mean, mean, it wasn't hilarious. Kind of... It was amusing. It's I don't dumb. know if I'd say it was dumb. <laughs> it was dumb having a non-baseball yeah. player do this. Who who cares? Really, who cares? <laughs> Why would anybody care that a non-baseball player mm. is doing this? I mean, I, I, I didn't care. I, there was something about that. I remember what, what had happened, but uh, it's like, okay, what's the point here? Yeah. And you've never seen Anchorman? No. Mm. I think you should. <laughs> no. <laughs> no? Sean Angle, you, are you a Will Ferrell guy or no? See, even Sean's not talking. That's how bad uh, yeah, yeah. he is. I'm huh. sorry, what happened? Okay. Will Ferrell, are you a Will Ferrell guy? Do you like Will Ferrell? I like some of the stuff he's been in, such as like mm -hmm. uh, the Anchorman movies, particularly Talladega. Yeah, yeah. There, yeah. It, of course, it depends yeah. on the role with him, really. Mm -hmm. All right, yeah, because I, you know, George is not a big fan. I, I suggested that he just, you know, maybe check out the first Anchorman movie and and you know maybe he could uh, get a better sense. I mean, because he's admitted that he doesn't like him, but, but he hasn't seen any of his films. So maybe if he's he sort of filming too, maybe he'd change his mind. But anyway, all right. So let's get off this topic because it, it, you know George has no sense of humor. That's that's, that's just basically it. Yes, that's uh, that. That's me. <laughs> Man, Joe, that was pretty underhanded. <laughs> 
Uh, Nate Lowe for uh, Tampa Bay. Uh, he got called up, uh, I think, in the middle of the week, so it's, he probably would be eligible for a lot of people off the waiver wire. What do you think of Nate Lowe? I'm looking at his uh, career numbers in the minor league, George. 301 uh, batting average, 394 OBP. you got to love that. And uh, like a 480 slugging. So this guy, uh, you know, power hitter who could hit for average. Uh, are you interested in Nate Lowe? And my interest in low really depends on what my needs are on my fantasy team. Do I need that uh, corner infielder? Do I need a, uh, a utility player? That sort of guy. So am I interested? Eh. I mean, I'm not, once again, I'm not running out to the wave wire. We're not talking about a top prospect yet. You have to go out and grab here. Uh, mm-hmm. So he's, he's more like he's on the radar. Uh, right. now, by the way, there's no, there's no relation to Brandon for people who are wondering. They're not brothers, cousins, or anything like that. Because yeah, uh, Brandon's Lau, and this guy's low, I think. Yes, they pre- Even though they, they spell the same. <laughs> Somebody did, uh, I forget who, probably ESPN, they actually did a, a, a segment on that about how these uh-huh. guys pronounce their, uh, their names differently. I think it was baseball tonight, actually, offhand. But uh, not that it matters. Anyway, he's a 13th round pick out of Mississippi State and 16th, for those who care. Uh, he's been, like I said, solid. You know, uh, solid. Um, he's actually, you know, it's funny. In his minor league career, at first he was trying to hit home runs. Then he decided to uh, put more balls in play, and that's actually helped him, when, especially through the OBP. Uh, I think he's gonna, a guy who's, as far as his long term in baseball, a regular player. Not a star, mm-hmm. not, a, not a scrub, just a regular ball player. So uh, he does have some value here. The problem is, once again, you're talking about Tampa Bay, good pitches park, not a good home run hitting park. Uh, his job's going to be really to get on. And what happens if he doesn't? You know, how long is mm-hmm. he going to stay? Is he going to have a full-time job? You know, so it's, it's always the issue with any young player. You know, how, long, how patient will they be with him? Now, it's not like they have a truckload of prospects, you know, or a, truck, or a great bench. They don't. It's the Rays. This is what they have to do to compete. They need to find these young players who come up and play well. Uh, he also bats left-handed, same as Choi. That's interesting. So, what, mm-hmm. you know, there's no, no, there's no obvious platoon there, you know, so I, I might worry about that as well. He's a guy who I'm probably not. Listen, if I decided I wanted to grab him in a fantasy league, it'd be a dollar or two tonight, three, you know, nothing big. If I get him, great. If I lose him, I wouldn't care. I wouldn't be out going mm-hmm. out and crying about it, that sort of deal. Right. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Uh, let's move on to the Twins and the Yankees. Uh, Twins beat uh, the Yankees seven to three yesterday. Um, Mitch Garver, catcher, uh, leading off three for five, two runs batted in, hit a home run. Uh, Nelson Cruz also hit a home run, went one for five, batting two ninety eight on the season. Uh, Eddie Rosario one for five yesterday. Uh, has some. Good numbers, except for the the batting average, batting two twenty two so far this season. Uh, go to Rizzi uh, got the win, pitched very well. Six innings pitched, uh, zero earned runs, walked four, struck out eight. His numbers on the season: two point seven eight ERA, one point oh nine WHIP. And I was listening to on the way to my family party. Was listening to the uh, broadcast on the radio, and uh, they were talking about how Odorizzi attended a pitching camp. Uh, in Plant City, Florida, and he had been dealing with an issue common to many pitchers where uh, getting past that lineup the third time around, the third time around, you know, he'd get hit hard. So uh, another guy, the top 10 in, in soft contact allowed. He's going to be a free agent next season. What are your uh, long-term outlook on Odorizzi? Because he's been pretty much a guy, you know, I think he started with the Rays, right? And uh, expectations were always kind of Hi, is this kind of guy like in the past for me personally? You know, he would be there late in drafts, and I'd be like, "Oh wow, he's there!" And I'd take him, and then, uh, and he kind of give me mediocre production. But looks like he's he's trying to figure it out. And uh, what do you think about him for long term? That's where the hard part's going to kind of be. What do we think about him for long term? Uh, now you're right. In drafts, he was mediocre. You know, get him late, and you, know, you plug him in, bottom of your rotation. Right now, he's mm-hmm. better than that. He's much better than that. You watched him yesterday. Uh, it's not just because he pitched against the Yankees. The Yankee lineup right now is is bad. All right, the bottom mm-hmm. four play four the bottom four hitters can't hit. You know, Gardner's batting 200, Romine 200, Topman can't hit anything. Uh, and I forget the other player I'm missing there. But you, you get my point there. It's it's a bad lineup yeah. right now. Uh, and listen, Odorizzi did was smart. Yesterday, he was smart. What I mean by that is, I don't know why more pitchers haven't done this against the Yankees. He pitched around the guys that could hit. The Yankees lineup is not long. It's very, it's very short. You make sure mm-hmm. that Voight, Sanchez, Torres can't beat you, you're going to do well. 
You know, you, you pitch, you don't give those guys. If, they, if you have to walk them, fine. Of course, the guard does the row minds to beat you. You know, let's see what that what happens. That Maybins the other guy. So uh, you, you force those guys to beat you. And I think that's all that helped. Well, Rizzi. That being said, he looked good. His ball was moving. Mm-hmm. He looked like a different pitcher. You know, and I, right. we knew Cam and I talked about this going in because we were both betting on the Twins yesterday, uh, the bad guys because we were calling them uh, to win this game. Mm-hmm. And uh, part of the reason was because the Yankee lineup, Odorizzi looked good. Odorizzi, remember, he's hot. He's pitching well right now. And you look at who you know, I always look at who people pitched against because Hap was came in pitching well as well as also, but Hap had right. pitched against the Angels and the Giants. Right now, you and I could pitch against the Angels and Giants, and we'd do pretty well. But just Odorizzi. <laughs> Odorizzi is two of his last three starts had come against the Houston Astros. That's right. a good hitting team. And he had sure. given two runs in 12 innings to the Houston Astros. So that tells you something there, that he is pitching mm-hmm. well uh, right now. Uh, so, But the, your question was long-term. And that's where I'm sort of stuck here. Because right now, because of, of Odorizzi's past history, everything's telling me to sell high. He's hot mm-hmm. right now. You, you, hey, two great starts against the Astros. You can play up the Yankees start as well. Not everyone's going to realize the Yankees have no lineup right now, but you can play that up. And against the Yankees pitching so well, da, 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 da. you can play this up right now and try and get a, a player. But I'm also thinking maybe this is the start of something. You know, he's mm-hmm. pitching for Minnesota. Good team, right? They're, they have the best record in the majors, right? Good team in a, in a ballpark that's at worst neutral, at best maybe even a little uh, edge towards the pitchers. You know, so I, I do wonder this is the start of something where he's the type of player who you might be thinking could be a fantasy MVP at the end of the year. Now, mm-hmm, fantasy MVP mm-hmm, doesn't mm-hmm. mean Cy Young or anything like that, but he's someone you got around 22 who might win 15 yeah. games with, a, uh, with ratios that are great. You know, that mm-hmm. sort of thing here. So I'm starting to think that, too. So I think he's a guy you, you can go both ways with, Joe. I think he's a guy you could yes. sell high and see if you can get a more established player for him. He's also a guy, though, you, uh, if I, I don't want to trade him, and I'll, get, I'll take whatever I can get for him. No, he's not that. If I can't get yeah. what I like, then I'm keeping him. But he's an intriguing player uh, to watch right now. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely agree with you. Uh, so for the Yankees, Gary Sanchez, one for two, hit his 11th home run, now batting 271. So you got to love what he's been doing uh, pretty much with the bat uh, all year long. Uh, obviously, uh, we've talked about his limitations as a defensive catcher. But, hey, uh, Miguel Andujar back. How about that? One for three, uh, batting 250 on the year. Uh, and uh, Frankie Cheech, uh, I call him Cheech, uh, Frank Stample from the Fantasy BFFs. You could listen to them uh, from 12 to 2 uh, Monday through Friday, uh, 12 to 2 Eastern Standard Time. Uh, he mentioned, uh, he tweeted out, basically, you know, we get one player back, and that means that the Yankees have to uh, make a sacrifice. And, and yesterday's sacrifice was James Paxton, who uh, didn't look good, looked uncomfortable on Friday night. Uh, and uh, we find out that he's going to be uh, on the IL due to knee inflammation, George. So uh, Yankees still a long way off from fielding a healthy squad. You, you mentioned earlier uh, Frazier should be back tomorrow, right? Uh, we're thinking uh, uh, Aaron Hicks is starting to uh, get some at-bats, so he might be a little closer to returning. No timetable really for, from what I've heard, unless you've heard differently about Aaron Judge. And uh, really, uh, I saw you tweeted out, and I agree. I haven't heard much more about uh, Giancarlo Stanton. But, uh, you know, this is the last thing that the Yankees needed was another player on the IL, especially uh, a pitcher uh, like uh, James Paxton, who had pitched so well past few starts. Yeah, the updated uh, Yankee uh, injury report. Uh, Andy Hart did come back yesterday, and he what two more errors. He this guy's a, a bad fielder. I mean, one uh, one was certainly a hard shot, but it went right through him. You got to catch that ball. He just he, he whiffed on it. And by the way, it had nothing to do with his arm. Neither one, neither throw anything to do with the uh, the uh, the shoulder. People were worried about that. Another one was a slow hopper to third base. He tried to get the runner at second, and he threw it to right field. And he, anyway, he threw it at the right field by 20 feet. It was, just, it was just, I don't know what he was trying to do there. So he still has defensive issues. You know, I mentioned with Cam yesterday. Now, I understood what Aaron Boone did, so I am not criticizing Boone. But I, uh, my first wonder is why, you know, with the Yankees, with the lineup being so short and all the injuries, and uh, Giovanni Urshela playing so well. Uh, Urshela is an ace defender. He always has been. You know, he's Greg Nettles yes. the third base. But he uh, generally coming in, he couldn't hit. Now, but uh, he's changed his batting sense. Now he can hit. So I'm like, well, why don't you just have Andujar play DH? No, but the shoulder protects him. He gets his bat in the lineup, and you put Urshela at third. Now, the reason he didn't do that yesterday was purely to get Gary Sanchez's bat in the lineup. 
day game after a night mm-hmm. game. Normally, Sanchez would, would have sat. Instead, Andujar played third. Sanchez uh, was a DH. It made sense. So uh, I understand what Boone did there. But I think on uh, until the Yankees uh, get anywhere near full health, which will be at least a month away, you play Andujar at DH. There's no reason to put him at third base. You play Urshela. Every now and then, maybe you put Andujar in the field. You keep letting, letting him build up, strengthen that shoulder, let him hit. Uh, mm-hmm, it makes mm-hmm. sense. So I think that's what they'll, I think that's what they'll end up doing. Fantasy-wise, this doesn't change anything. Andujar's still in, uh, in your lineup starting next week. Now, as far as the other Yankee injuries, uh, you, you want to you go around the horn here, right? And I said, and is back. Uh, Gregorius, the Yankees got good news on Gregorius. He's ahead of schedule. He could be a rehabbing right. games at the end at the end of this month, so he could be back somewhere within the next six weeks. The Yankees might get him back. Tulowitzki, if anybody cares, he had a setback, a calf injury, uh, sets mm-hmm. his uh, progress back about a week. Once again, I don't know if anybody cares there, but Tulowitzki's uh, no. maybe a week. Clint Frazier's playing in Trenton. He played there yesterday. I don't know if he'll play today, by the way, because of the rain here. So I don't know what that does for the Yankees' timetable here, but he was expected to come back tomorrow. That being said, the Yankees might have done something where they just give him a make Frazier take a day off like Andrew on Friday and play Tuesday. We'll see, but he should be back shortly. Aaron Hicks should be uh, beginning a rehab at the end of this week, next weekend at the latest, mid-May return. Aaron Judge, you mentioned him. Uh, no baseball activities yet. June at the earliest. Severino Batons is also June. Stanton is the one you should worry about, folks, because we're not hearing anything about him. It's strange. The biceps injury led to a shoulder injury. He's barely swinging. What the hell is going on here? Great recap. Great recap. We'll be right back with more MLB action from yesterday. Wave of wire action as well. Fantasy Sports Today, Fantasy Sports Radio Network. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Welcome back to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Sports Today. Joe Galina, George Kurtz. Sean Angle producing our show. Keeping us flying straight. And uh, I just uh, got a reminder email, George, that uh, maybe I shouldn't say it because uh, maybe I'll get shut out. But uh, since I just mentioned it, but uh, New York Comic Con tickets. Uh, pre-sale goes uh, live at 10 a.m. So I just texted my wife, said, hey, if you're, if you're around, see if you can get some ticks. Have you ever been to Comic-Con, George? No, no, no. No. Uh, you know what you're you're, not to worry you're more about a sci-fi guy? Tickets. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to Comic-Con for anything. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's whatever, any kind of con, no, mm-hmm. not. I think no. my my cousin actually works for one of them. Uh, I don't know, whatever. Uh, no, uh-huh. I'm uh, I'm pretty much strictly sports as far as stuff like that's concerned. Mm-hmm. Sean Engel, you a Comic Con guy? Have you ever been? I have been to Comic Con actually two times. Both were uh, right, a long right. time ago, but and uh, I wouldn't right. mind at least going at least once or twice more. Because I know yeah. uh, the last two times I went was definitely a while back. But uh, I know that the uh, whole cultural phenomenon that is Comic-Con has greatly expanded in the last few years. So instead oh, yeah. of it just being a convention, it's more like a whole event that just sweeps the whole city here right in New York. Mm-hmm. If you're, if anybody listening is ever in the New York area around Comic-Con time, you just see characters cosplaying everywhere, and it just yes, yes, so much, so interesting. Yeah, yes, you, you see a lot of people walk around the city at that time, uh, all dressed up. And I, I've been to several, have never dressed up at one, but uh, who knows? Maybe one day I will. But uh, actually, I also uh, one year I went to the one in San Diego. That's the the the, the uh, Comic Con that started it all, and uh, I think this is the fiftieth year anniversary for uh, the, 
the Comic-Con, the first San Diego Comic-Con. So, and that was, I mean, New York is a lot of fun and it's great, but uh, San Diego is definitely a, a great experience as well. So uh, a lot of fun uh, to be part of. So uh, I'm going to try to get tickets, see if uh, we go. Because I think I missed last year, but uh, I've gone, like I said, several times. It's, uh, it is a lot of fun. Obviously, Georgia, you haven't seen uh, Avengers Endgame yet. I haven't seen most of the, uh, what is that, Marvel? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it Marvel? Not even sure. I haven't seen, mm-hmm. I've, I, I've seen maybe one or two of the Marvel movies, period. Uh, not that I dis, I'm, I was never a big comic book fan in the first place, so uh, mm-hmm. I, don't mm-hmm. think I, I don't think I ever owned a comic book, actually, or a fan. I would probably right. wouldn't mind the movies. If I ever found a list of the order yet to see them in, I would probably catch up, uh, you know, on uh, Netflix or whatever it is. Uh, I, I'd, I'd catch up, but uh, no, I won't go see it in the theaters. There's no point. I haven't seen the first right. 18 of them. Right, right. Yeah, if you do have it, I mean, you know, it, it's it's great that you haven't seen them in a way because, like you said, uh, they'll be brand new to you. So yeah, I mean, uh, check it out when you, whenever you want. Uh, but uh, there, uh, Prince, are you uh, into these Marvel movies? Did you see Endgame yet? I actually did see Endgame. Yeah, I really yeah, I did saw it see as well. It. <laughs> Liked it a lot. Yeah, and I was able to sit through the three hours without having to take a bathroom break. Which Me too. I was, that's the thing that was most impressive. <laughs> But good stuff. And, and, and George, maybe we're going to be talking a little uh, NFL. Maybe we'll t- take a look at the AFC East. But I'm a little ticked off at LaShawn McCoy because he ruined the ending, ending for me. And I'm not going to say you know what he did, but uh, he tweeted out uh, a, a blatant clue, uh, which I'm a little ticked off at. So if the Bills want to just cut him, I'm very happy if they do. Maybe well, you we can certainly say it now. <laughs> What's that, uh, Sean? Maybe we should give him the uh, old – Thanos finger snap there. <laughs> Ooh, yes. Yeah, he deserved the, the finger snap. Absolutely. <laughs> but you could certainly say it now. The movie's been out, what, two weeks? I mean, uh, I don't, I'm One sorry. Week. If, One uh, week. Either way. All right. The spoilers are out there. But uh, here's where I would blame you. Now, if you know mm-hmm. this movie is as big as it is, you know, I, mm-hmm. I'm a Game of Thrones guy, but I, uh, I don't have HBO, so I can't watch Game of Thrones until a couple of hours later. I, uh, I watch it on HBO Go. And now, mm-hmm. I, I'm smart enough to know, Joe, though, that I probably shouldn't be on social media before I watch it. Yeah, I probably know I got to So let's say that. the movie uh, debuted, let's say, last Thursday night, so you wanted me, and I didn't see it till like, the middle of the week, you wanted me to stay off of social media for five or six days because it's uh, I think, you know, you're going to be very uh, careful. Uh, I didn't watch Game of Thrones until Thursday. You- it's five days. Yeah, yeah. I knew to avoid it yeah. on the social media, to look but, for it, to be very careful. Well, any kind I of GOT I to go right look past for, uh, I didn't look for LaShawn McCoy. I just, I, somebody that I must follow on Twitter must have liked his tweet, and it was on my timeline then. And then I, I just saw it. It was a quick blip. It's not like I looked for, hey, let me see what LaShawn McCoy thinks about uh, Avengers Endgame. Wasn't well, of like course that, not. Church. But I, once again, I the same thing with Game of Thrones. I'm, oh, I, there was plenty of sports people who were tweeting about Game of Thrones, but I was able to avoid all the spoilers. I didn't know that Arya. Well, mm-hmm. I'm not, I should say. I guess I don't <laughs> want to be a spoiler. But once again, it's been been, been a week. If you know, if, I don't feel bad for you. The, hell, the next uh, episode's tonight. But uh, yeah. you know, I didn't know what what happened there, and I was able to avoid mm-hmm. it. You know, and even though I right. there's plenty of sport, including everybody in our industry was uh, talking about it, and I was able to avoid right, it. It wasn't, right. wasn't really all that all that difficult for me. So uh, I I don't mm-hmm. feel all that bad. That being said, why anybody would do that specifically to screw people over is beyond me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I, I don't understand that. I think that, that I think McCoy was being a dick. I, I don't, I don't yes, know why yes. he would do that. I don't, I don't think that's funny. You know, I, that that reminds you of somebody like. Um, Whenever uh, I listen, uh, whenever I go out, if I'm refing hockey games, I always tape the Yankee game, or I tape whatever, whatever sporting event I'm missing that I want to watch. And uh, you always have these these douche people who know you do that. They tell you to score on purpose, or or mm. they think uh, they think they they think they you, they're doing you a favor. Oh, don't bother watching the game tonight. It was terrible. You know, <laughs> asshole. All right, I didn't know that. I still would have liked to go home and watched it. You know, it's also why I don't tell anybody I do that. Because it's, I think it's also subconsciously they, they know it in the back of their minds, and now they might save a score by accident. So I never tell anybody. But generally, I'm able to avoid the score. You know, I, I, mm-hmm. I, I could find out. And, but I've always found that entering people, some people feel they have to tell you. You know, uh, you know, you know they're just being jerks. Oh, Yankees won 4-3. Oh, thanks, dick. Uh, thanks a lot. <laughs> you know, uh, you know what, what, was the, what, what is the point of being a jerk like that for? Yeah, I, I don't understand mm-hmm. that. Of, uh, you know, whatever else somebody else enjoys. Like I said, I, um, I wouldn't purposely tell anybody Game of Thrones stuff. I wouldn't. I, don't, I think that's kind of right. rude. 
you know, uh, it might ha- it might happen by accident. Hell, if you listen to this radio show, sure, we might end up talking about Thrones or Avengers or whatever it is. But you got to know that's coming. Uh, we're not doing it mm-hmm. to be uh, really be annoying about it, but it, it is news somewhat. It's just for, for Game right. of Thrones with what happened. You know, people are going mm-hmm. to be talking about it. And I think, you know, once again, if you haven't seen Avengers, if you haven't seen Thrones, you have to realize that and probably stay off of it. You know, try to avoid it as much as possible. But yeah, I, I had heard right. what uh, McCoy did. And I, it was, I think it was a pretty, it was a pretty, it was a pretty douche move. I mean, it really was. Yeah, yeah. What are you doing? Agreed. What are you doing? Yeah. Come on, Bills. Cut them. Cut them. Well, anyway, so uh, uh, I want to get back to the baseball action but just real quick uh without giving away any spoilers because you, you never know but game of thrones this week did you like the episode uh you know in the first portion of the episode so dark that i thought there was something wrong with my television and we were watching it on a bit of a delay off of our dvr my daughter's asking me you did tape this in high definition right said, yes <laughs> but uh yeah just a quick did you like the episode last week uh, I did. I did. Uh, and listen, the darkness is actually a major talking point, right? Everyone's talking about how yeah. dark it was. You know, mm-hmm. and I've known through forever that, uh, you know, whenever I watch, I always turn out the, turn out the brightness on my TV. Because really, every mm-hmm. episode has been dark. And we, we mean dark right. by actual color, folks, not, not as the storyline. It's in dark as in color. It's, uh, it's, right. it's hard to see. It's definitely hard to see. And uh, so I'm not surprised in it. Uh, I know I read a story on it this week that they wanted it dark. They did it on purpose. Mm-hmm. You know, well, this, the cinematic was supposed to be dark. Uh, I would prefer a little bit more light. I would. I'd like to be able, be able mm-hmm. to see what I'm doing here. But the bottom line is I thought, the, uh, I thought it was good. I did. You know, mm-hmm. it was a, an interesting uh, an interesting episode. I'm trying not to say anything too much about people who haven't yeah, yeah, seen yeah. it. But once again, I don't feel bad for you seeing the next episodes in 11 hours. I mean, mm-hmm. so if you haven't seen it by now, you're really on your own here. But I thought it was uh, it was good. I think we all assumed one person would be the hero and end up being somebody else. And, right, uh, right, right. That's good. You good know, way what's put, it? Yeah. And I, th- I think it was good the way they did it because I think the right person may have been, you know, for what that person trained for, they may have gotten it right. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, but one little interesting thing, uh, I, mean, I got to try and say this without giving up too much, is that uh, – the writers, they uh, they were on uh, they were on one of the late uh, the late shows. Uh, might have been Kimmel, but uh, and they talked that the ones that died last week, the bad guys, well, they may mm-hmm. not be done yet. Mm-hmm. You know, they wouldn't commit that those guys are done. So right, I right. kind of find that interesting. I don't know how you're going to revive them, but uh, mm-hmm. I wonder. Uh, you know, maybe uh, maybe a certain group of people uh, didn't. Uh, <laughs> mm, all right, I'm going to stop talking yeah. before I do give stuff away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But exactly. uh, three episodes left, so we'll see what but, happens. But uh, it should be long an episode tonight. Yeah, yeah. Pretty, pretty much they're all theatrical, uh, right? They're all at least an hour 20. Right. All right, so uh, let's get back to baseball. Uh, Cubs beat the Cardinals six to five. Uh, for on the Cubs side, you had uh, Javier Baez uh, two for four with a home run. Uh, let's see uh, any. Uh, Pitching uh, stuff to talk about here. Darvish, ugh, four innings, five earned runs, four Ks. He gave up a, a, a home run, 5.79 ERA, 1.71 whip. Not not good for Darvish, uh, but uh, still coming off that, that, that injury from last year. Uh, Matt Carpenter, three for five, two runs batted in for the Cardinals. And uh, Jose Martinez hit a home run. Two for five, two runs scored. Now batting uh, three sixty four. So I, what I wanted, I wanted to talk a little Indians because of what happened with uh, Corey Kluber. But the Indians uh, beat the Mariners five to four uh, yesterday. Uh, but uh, Corey Kluber earlier in the week, I'm sure you, you know, if you follow baseball, you know, hit with a uh, one hundred two mile per hour comeback of fractured his elbow. He's going to be reexamined in three to four weeks. Long term uh, issue for him, obviously. But uh, Jeffrey Rodriguez uh, is going to be in the starting rotation. Had already made a couple of starts. Adam Plutko is pitching in AAA, recovering from a forearm strain. Uh, Zach Plesac, currently pitching for Double A. Uh, 0.86 ERA this season, struck out 28 batters, walked just three and a uh, little over 31 innings pitched. So uh, talk about, I guess, the long-term effect of with, with the Indians, basically their uh, offense uh, failing. You know, Jose uh, Ramirez batting 188 as a team. They're hitting 215. So they really count on that starting pitching staff. They've already without Mike Clevenger for a while. 
Okay. I didn't know where you were stopping there. Uh, you're right. They, this team was loaded on start pitching, right? This is what they were banking on this year with uh, Kluber, Bauer, Carrasco, Clevenger, uh, Bieber. Uh, and it was, in my mind, probably the, uh, the best top five in baseball. Mm-hmm. Right, you've already lost Clevenger. All right, uh, he, he suffered the injury. He's out. I think he'll be back in June, it looks like. Although, uh, maybe, maybe a little bit before that. He's starting to throw now. And by, I mean throw, mm-hmm. not pitch, throw. I think he's uh, throwing from right. 90 feet. So uh, he's building it up now. I would expect, once again, an early June uh, return for him. They have not given a timetable on Kluber. We're still waiting for that. Surgery is still a possibility. My guess if it's surgery, we won't see him until the second half, maybe July, August. If he can avoid surgery, which right now they think he might be able to, once again, mm-hmm. mid, mid to late June, I don't think it's out of the question here uh, for a broken arm. Uh, either way, it's, it's not good. Right, it's not good because the offense isn't good enough to overcome this. Uh, and you mentioned the main reason why this offense wasn't going to be good anyway this season. But now, when you have uh, you know Jose Ramirez, uh, the third overall consensus pick in most fantasy leagues, playing like crap, uh, that mm-hmm, that's an issue. Mm-hmm. That's an issue. Fantasy owners are sort of screwed here. What are you going to do? You really can't bench him. You got to put keep him putting him in there. I guess you could bench him if you have another great second baseman on, or middle of the field on your roster. But you're probably stuck mm-hmm. here. You can't trade him because I listen. I would take him uh, if someone wants to trade him. I would definitely buy low, assuming he, he breaks out of it eventually. But the problem mm-hmm. is, if you own him, are you going to take eighty cents on a dollar? You know, I don't know if you are. You know, but certainly if you mm-hmm. want to trade him, you can come talk to me. I'll, I'll buy on Jose Ramirez. So you're sort of stuck just putting him in there and let it, hoping he figures it out. You know, we're only a month in. It could be once against Cleveland. A lot of cold games. Maybe he needs to warm up a little bit. But uh, it's unlikely he's going to return the value you have. You, we had on him at draft time. And that's life. Yeah. You know, you just hope he breaks it out, returns some value. Right now, he's ret- not returning anything here. So I think you got to be patient with Jose Ramirez right now. Uh, Kluber is, a, I think, a different story here. Now you think about it. Think about Kluber, Joe. Indians had let it be known that they were willing to trade him during the offseason. Right. The Yankees mm-hmm. were somewhat involved. Padres were somewhat involved. No deals could be worked out. That's already a red flag, you know, that a team like the Cleveland's looking to move somebody. He's 33 years old, so he's far from young. In baseball, mm-hmm. he's probably just a tick past middle age, you know, so that's not good. Last couple of seasons, he's died in the second half, or especially at the end, August, September playoffs, hasn't been the same pitcher. Not good. Right. And his, his numbers this year, terrible. Terrible. 5.80 ERA, 1.65 whip. All right, that, that's not good. Striking out about uh, a batter per inning. That's fine. That's about what we expect him. His fastball velocity is down about a mile per hour. All right, so there's a lot of red flags here. So, I mean, fantasy owners, I mean, if you have an IL slot, you put him on, on IL. Uh, you're not releasing him. Uh, if somebody were, though, were willing, to, willing to pay me something, if someone were willing to give me 75 cents on a dollar right now, I would take it. You're losing him for four mm-hmm. to six weeks minimum anyway. He's not hasn't pitched well, even when healthy. I would take seventy five cents on a dollar. Someone wants to give it to me right now. I would I would do it fairly easily. Now I don't own Kluber in any league. I avoided him because I didn't like what I saw, you know, and the age thing and everything else. So I wasn't paying you know a top pitcher price for him. But I think they're, mm-hmm. uh, the warning signs were already there. I think now they're you know they're they're in big neon flashing lights now that his uh, mm-hmm. his time as an ace I think is over. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, yeah, great points. And uh, back to Jose Ramirez, I'm with you. I think I'd buy low on him. But you also have to remember that second half that he had last year. Batted 218 uh, and uh, compared to 302 batting average first half with a 628 slugging, 218 with a 427 slugging second half. So he's been slumping for a while now. He has. And uh there are warning signs there, too. They're not neon flashing lights, but there are some warning signs mm-hmm. there that maybe he's not the player we thought he was. And uh, that's, why, that's why I'll buy low. If I can buy low, I'll take the chance. doesn't work out. Hey, fine. I'm not paying full price for him. I'm not going to do that. Right, right. All right. When we come back, uh, we'll turn our attention for a segment to the NFL. Take a look at the NFC East and uh, what happened during the draft and what we could expect for the 2019 season. We'll be right back with more Fantasy Sports Today. 